2: The wellness community and Gilda's Club have united to become the cancer support community, the largest provider of cancer support in the United States and around the world. Our services are offered at over 100 locations worldwide and online at www.cancersupportcommunity.org. On today's show, which is being brought to you by Amgen and Genentech, We'll be talking about online support groups, a service that the cancer support community is proud to offer free of charge through our online community at www.cancersupportcommunity.org. Our online support groups mirror the face-to-face support groups in our local affiliate locations. A group of individuals affected by cancer comes together in a specially designed chat room at the same time each week to share their experiences and seek support. Groups are real time and facilitated by licensed and trained mental health professionals. In the next hour, you'll hear from an online support group leader or facilitator and from two other folks who have benefited greatly from participation in, can- in the Cancer Support Community's online support groups. They're here today to share their personal stories and explain how participation in online support groups has helped them through their experiences with cancer. Before we introduce our guests, though, let's just take a step back and, and look at the big picture. In the next year, more than one and a half million people in the United States will be diagnosed with cancer. Each of those one and a half million people will have several different people who care deeply about them who are also affected by, their, by the cancer diagnosis. Cancer doesn't just affect the person who is diagnosed, but their friends and families as well in-person support groups are available across the country, but it can sometimes be hard for people to attend these groups for a variety of reasons. Sometimes groups are not available nearby or the person seeking support may not feel well enough to travel. Sometimes people can't attend because they are working or have small children or just can't find the time to, to travel and get there and then get back home. And others don't feel as comfortable talking about their innermost feelings in public and would rather do it more remotely. It's for these and a whole host of additional reasons that online support groups are such an important and valuable resource. The Cancer Support Community is proud to offer online support to anyone affected by cancer through our website, www.cancersupportcommunity.org. There are three people joining me today to share information about online support. First, we have Michael States, a licensed marriage and family therapist, online support group facilitator, and former clinical program director for the Cancer Support Community Affiliate in West Los Angeles. Michael contributed to the creation of online support groups and continues to run groups each week. Thanks for being here, Michael. My pleasure. We're also here with Andreina Woodworth, Andreina moved to the United States from Venezuela five years ago after marrying her husband. She now lives outside of Kansas City and is the mother of four-year-old twin boys. Andreina's husband was diagnosed with acute myelogenous leukemia, also known as AML, about a year and a half ago. Since his diagnosis, Andreina has greatly benefited from participation in a weekly online support group for cancer caregivers. We're so pleased to have you here today, Andreina. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you for coming. Lastly, we're pleased to welcome Ellen Dominguez. Ellen is an ovarian cancer survivor and has been a participant in online support groups for years. She works in communications and human resources for a big four accounting firm in New York City and has one son. Ellen believes that everyone affected by cancer should seek support, whether it's in person, over the phone, or online. Thank you, Ellen, for being here.
3: Thank you for the opportunity.
2: So we've got a lot to cover today um, on the show, and uh, so let's get started. Michael, let's get, get started with you. You were part of the group that originally came up with the idea for online support groups. Uh, almost, um, well, you can tell us how long ago now, and, uh, and helped establish these groups for people online. Can you talk about why you thought it was important to begin offering
4: support online? Well, if you, if you look back to almost 10 years ago when we really began the pilot for this, many of the reasons that you already stated, Ashley, in terms of why people might find benefit from online support groups were even greater at that time. Uh, they didn't always have access to a brick-and-mortar facility of any kind, whether it was a hospital or a cancer support community or whatever it might be. Um, there were a huge amount of unmet needs, the isolation, the lack of support, and the importance of being together with others who truly understand where they could become an extended family for one another became just an imperative that, that we saw met time and time again as these groups met. And the real-time aspect of this became even more, more important that in that very moment where they could be with others um, some people that we had and and still have were traveling 150 miles one way for treatment so the opportunity to meet with others online was critically important Um, one of the other aspects that that an online group offered at that time and continues to offer is the anonymity not everybody is comfortable in a face-to-face setting and To deny that person the opportunity to to be with others, to seek that support, to learn from others, to have the education and support uh, was another vital aspect of this. So I really think that that the initial groups, uh, whether they were the same diagnosis or differing diagnosis, for some people it was the first time they'd really ever had the opportunity to be with another cancer patient, and let alone somebody who might share their unique diagnosis. That's
2: really, really powerful, Michael. Tell
4: us about the structure
2: of the group. How many people typically participate?
4: The structure is is also incredibly important. Um, it offers that sense of extended family. The groups meet weekly. They are committed groups that meet weekly at the same time every week. They are from six to eight people as a general rule, um, again, forming that extended family, they're, they're closed, they're protected so that you don't have just the drop-in of not knowing who else is in the group for, with you, and therefore you have the opportunity to, to build that. The group meets at the same time every week for an hour and a half. There's also a discussion board in which they can uh, connect with each other in between groups, so again, that, that sense of extended family continues and within the group there, they really have the opportunity to talk about what's going on for them in the way of, of their experience on a week-to-week basis, again, embedding that, that sense of extended family and not being alone.
2: very interesting, Michael. Ellen, you participate in one of these weekly support groups for survivors. Can you tell us a little bit about your personal experience with cancer and how you came to find the group?
3: Um, yes, I was first diagnosed with cancer in 2001 and come from a family which, unfortunately, is no stranger to the disease. Um, my father's three sisters all faced the same diagnosis I have had, and unfortunately they're no longer around that I can talk to them about it. Um, but as I was going through, probably around a year later, I realized that I really did want to talk to people who were going through the same thing I was, and who would understand firsthand what I was going through. Um, I found I couldn't talk to my immediate family because the the hauntings of our previous experiences were were very present. Um, friends of my generation kind of had no first-hand experience, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did realize that I needed needed the support, needed the people who were walking on a similar road. One morning I was, I was sitting at my desk in my home office, and Good Morning America was on the TV in the background, and lo and behold, they were talking about um, the ability or the opportunity for online support groups um, that were being offered. And for me it was ideal because as a single mom and working full time, I didn't want to take time away from my workday, or time away from my son, so online was perfect for me.
2: Oh, fascinating, and interesting that you heard about it on Good Morning America. Andreina, you participate in a weekly support group for cancer caregivers. Would you mind sharing a bit about what the past two years have been like for you and how you came to join the group?
5: Oh, absolutely. my husband got diagnosed with AML with acute myeloid uh, leukemia in April 2009. We have four-year-old twins; they were three um, at that time. And um, and you know, at the beginning, I wanted to handle things myself. And I, you know, I'm I'm very A-type personality, so I just you know thought I can take charge of everything. There's no problem until you know a few months later, I totally broke down. <laughs> and i i didn 't know what I really needed, so uh, one of my friends uh, who who is she is she was my former boss she 's one of my best friends I, I called her and asked her for advice. She has always been kind of a mentor, and she um, talked to her friends and 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 found, found out about these online groups and she thought they were perfect for me, given the lack of time between taking care of my husband and my kids. And trying to provide for the family because my husband, uh, sadly, he lost his job too, uh, due to to the cancer. So, um, so I started joining the group, and 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 you know the week this this cancer is such a roller coaster; it changes by the minute. So, uh, you know, being able to go to this online group every week has 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 been absolutely. Uh, uh, amazing, an amazing experience. They literally saved me <laughs> because I was really into this uh, emotional stress that uh, I just couldn't cope with it anymore. And, and although my family and my friends and everyone loves me dearly, and I know they do, they they couldn't really support. They couldn't understand. They couldn't put themselves in my shoes really because. I think the caregiver position, it's, it's very particular, like you have to go through it to understand that, that the emotional support you are for the cancer patient and for the rest of the family and everyone, so I really, really appreciate them, and, and they're dear to my heart for that.
2: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm really, really pleased, um, Ellen and Andrina, that, um, that you've been able to find these groups, and, um, and we can't wait to hear more about it. This is Frankly Speaking About Cancer, and we'll be right back with more after
6: the break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: a global network of education and hope.
0: Listen up. Conceive Magazine is now live, on the air, and on demand on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. The program is hosted by the editors of Conceive Magazine, the experts on getting healthy, getting pregnant, and having a happy and healthy pregnancy. Conceive On Air offers information and emotional support to women who are thinking about or actively trying to start or expand their families. Conceive On Air educates and empowers future moms so they can be their best before and during pregnancy. Conceive On Air celebrating the creation of families. Tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness channel.
6: Opinions, Options, Answers. Voice America Health and Wellness.
1: You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community, an inspirational program offering the resources you need to live a better life with cancer. Now here's your host, Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community.
2: Welcome back to Frankly Speaking About Cancer. Today's episode is being brought to you in part by Morphotech and Novartis Oncology. Today we're talking about online support groups. The Cancer Support Community is pleased to offer support for all people affected by cancer through our online community. Visit www.cancersupportcommunity.org for more information. Before the break, we heard from Ellen and Andrina about how they found support online while going through difficult experiences related to a cancer diagnosis. Ellen, can you tell us a little about what it's like to participate in the support group online? How is it? How's it different from face-to-face support?
3: Um, I've never participated in a face-to-face group, but I have had online community experience before. I've always been kind of a geek girl, and I've participated in discussion databases online. And previous to joining this group, I had used instant messaging software, both through, you know, we used to use AOL and also at work, and have developed many across-continent friendships that way. Um, I kind of look at participating in an online support group as taking that idea just a step further in a a more structured environment. Um, You can look at it as we used to have pen pals, and we developed Mm -hmm. really, really deep friendships this way. This is the same thing, except it's focused around a common um, thread, and it's taken to a whole new level. So the Mm -hmm. friendships are there. It's just electronically. So I have my virtual friends and I have my three D friends. <laughs> That's great. That's great.
2: So it sounds like um, that, that your virtual friends are just and your three D friends are, are 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 different but just as dear as the as as the folks that you know in person and where you live. Exactly. Andrina,
5: tell me a little bit about what it's like. Have you participated in a face to face group? Uh, yes, I have, definitely, and um, I stick to the online because, first of all, it's absolutely convenient. Uh, when Brad had to go back to the hospital, I still could have my laptop with me and join the group. You know, I didn't have to take a car and commute somewhere to meet with people. Uh, I, I, For some reason, I don't know if it's just that my group is somehow special. Uh, I, I like it way better than person-to-person because... It, it, it is more uh, bonding to me. It was more bonding. I, I think people, since there's some kind of a, an animosity to it, I think people are open themselves a little more and they're not afraid to say how they actually feel. Uh, and And the love and the support that that the group shows is it 's just unbelievable and you know and we 're there for each other and and we when someone comes in, we understand how they feel because we we all of us kind of came into this strange environment, uh, which is like typing instead of talking. And, and there's no interruptions uh, and no competition of any kind in terms of, you know, I want to say more, I want to say less. It's it's a very, to me, very healthy, straightforward environment in which you can actually get the support you need from people who are walking your same path. Uh, so um, I would definitely not even blinked in terms of, you know, choosing between an online and a person-to-person group.
2: Oh, well, that's very interesting. That's very interesting. Michael, you've led support groups for people both face-to-face um, in West Los Angeles and, and other places and online.
4: Can you talk a little bit about the differences between the two? Well, remarkably, um, in many ways they're very similar, uh, that um, in, in a facilitated group, there There is the focus and intention of really developing the connectedness uh, between the people who are in the group, and I think that both online and face to face have that capability. The challenges and wonderful things that uh, Andrina just said too, in terms of how people connect has to do with doing it through the vehicle of Words in an online situation where you're looking at a printed word in real time versus a face-to-face so that you really have the opportunity to focus on what that person may be sharing on a very deep and personal level as opposed to perhaps being distracted by a visual um, whatever that may be. And, and the, the depth of disclosure may also, because of the anonymity, be, be greater in, for some people in an online group. And so therefore, it really offers the opportunity to create a sense of being together in a room without the physical walls of being in a room. And it's remarkable how incredibly and deeply that occurs. Um, I have had people make disclosures where they have said in the online setting, I have never said this or shared this with anybody else ever. Um, The same thing where somebody might have uh, some visual issue as a result of a diagnosis, whether it's facial issues or baldness or things of that nature where they have said, I would never walk into a public space bald. I can sit here and be with you bald. And those kinds of things allow people to open up and reach a depth of connectedness with other people who really get it. They really share that experience and the support that comes from that, as well as learning how other people... Have handled those situations is truly remarkable
2: oh very interesting it's particularly it's interesting about the the the, the notion that um, that in an online group the, the distractions are fewer um, i i i wouldn't have thought about that so Michael in your opinion having having facilitated both uh, online support groups and face-to-face groups. Are online support groups as good as face-to-face? If somebody has, has the option of one or the other, is, there, is one better than the other, or are they just different?
4: I think they're different. Online, again, each person has to determine for themselves which is, is most supportive for them, and we have people who do both. There's really no no either or. There's certainly, you know, opportunity. Some people do groups at a hospital or at a nearby cancer support community and still continue to do a facilitated online group. Um, but I think the depth and the opportunities and the connection um, and the support are certainly equal in an online group and, you know, to say as good as face-to-face. For some people, as Andrina was mentioning, for her it's a better situation.
2: Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. So, so Ellen and Adriana picking up on that. Do you um and and on what Michael was saying about um typing and and the the written word or the typed word as opposed to to talking, do you find that you're able to express your thoughts and feelings accurately via, via the computer?
5: Um do you do you
2: feel a connection with others even though you can't see their face?
5: And yes, and and it's an immediate connection. And again, this is something that I think virtual communication has, you know, that 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 that, that possibility of actually writing instead of saying uh, how you feel just just lets you sit down and and go to a deeper and more powerful level. I personally believe that. Um, so uh, definitely, you know, and also it gives you while someone is writing something, you don't want to write on top of them. So you kinda of wait for the person to write and you read it and, and it's a different pace. Maybe that helps a lot also to to connect and, and, and to you know and and, and and to build up that bond between the members of the group.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: I think the fact that it that, that it just happens at a different time, uh, and 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 uh, that you uh, you have to listen, <laughs> you yeah. have to read it. It's not that you you know you don't get distracted by anything in, in in your mind. And if you do, you can do it while the person is writing. You know what I mean. So, uh, it's 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 a lot more convenient, and and it goes to more powerful, deeper level. And I think it's because of the way it works.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a really good point, Andreina.
5: Ellen, what's been
2: your experience? Do you find that you're able to express your thoughts and feelings through the computer?
3: Yeah, I had mentioned before that I had never participated in a face-to-face group, but I had participated in a phone support group. Mm -hmm. And I also found, as Andreina mentioned, I prefer the online space because it allows me to ponder what other people are writing and then react to that more thoughtfully. Mm -hmm. Um, When on the phone I felt like I was trying to keep up, you know, whose voice is that, who's speaking, and that was a distraction. But also I was afraid of speaking over someone else. And you don't want to do that. You want to be sensitive to everybody's um, needs. The advantage with an online support group is you can be typing, you can hold off until somebody's finished, but you also can type and then edit before you, you, you hit send, and, and really react very, you know, very powerfully one to another. And also, since it is virtual, you're not, you're not dealing with the accoutrements of, you know, the physical self. You're bringing your true, authentic self to this discussion um, without, you know, worrying about, you know, how my hair look or do I even have hair, um, The other advantage that I've found being a single mom um, and trying to attend to my child's needs at the same time is that I can be talking online virtually about any stressors that I'm I'm experiencing and Mm -hmm. nobody else in the room even hears it. The only people who are hearing it are the people in the group. So that also allows me to focus on my needs while taking care of my family's needs. Oh interesting, very interesting so so
2: you may have something that that you need to share um, that you, that you, as we were talking about at the very beginning that friends and family are wonderful and incredibly supportive, but they're not always completely able to understand even when they want to what's going on mm-hmm. and you're able to express that online while still being in the room and, and being present for your family is that Is that what I'm understanding Ellen
3: yes and- I can express to somebody else who's growing down the same road my we could call it my deepest and darkest secrets yeah. but nobody else has to know that who's sitting with me physically.
2: Oh that's 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 a very important point I think and that's something um and and you can and do, you can do that while it but it sounds like at the same time you can be you can be present for your for your sons or Andrea, for your for your twins, you don't have to leave absolutely home and find <laughs> find childcare and and all of what's going on.
5: Oh, I, I mean, I've been in, in the online group several times with the kids watching TV in front of me. <laughs> but I'm, yeah, but I'm still you know into my group and and I'm still you know have and and it's so convenient because of that.
2: And you were able to even take your laptop into the hospital so that you could be present with yes. your with your husband. Absolutely. I think that's and he
5: knows a, a it, real and he advantage of these online that, Like anything else. <laughs> you know, that's my time. Well, we'll be right back with more, frankly
2: speaking, about cancer right after the break.
6: A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness.
7: Cancer. It's a lonely word. Terms I don't understand
0: The Marsh Engel Show. Join the movement to empower yourself with the essentials of feminine power and success and learn how women around the world are becoming more inspired, more influential, and absolutely amazing. Each week, Marsh sits down for an engaging conversation with women who are boldly committed to living their most amazing life. You'll discover ways to step into your greatest vision, deepen your relationships, and unleash your real creative brilliance. Get ready. It's time to join. Jump into the conversation. That's Monday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern for the Marsh Engel Show on the Voice
6: America Business Network. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community, an inspirational program offering the resources you need to live a better life with cancer. Now here's your host, Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community.
2: Welcome back to Frankly Speaking About Cancer. I'm Ashley Varner, and today we're talking about online support groups. I'm here with Michael States, an online support group facilitator, along with Ellen and Andreina, both of whom participate in weekly uh, support groups with the cancer support community online. So far, we've talked about the differences between face-to-face groups and online support and, uh, and telephone groups as well. Now I'm hoping we can focus a little more on what it's actually like to participate in an online group. Michael, can you tell us a little bit about what
4: kinds of topics
2: and issues are addressed in group?
4: I'd be happy to. Um, It's such a joy to facilitate the groups, and um, I'm delighted to share that the groups are deeply personal in the online support groups, and therefore there are no untouchable topics. There is nothing that someone can't speak to, and therefore people may talk about issues that are going on within the family. There are issues perhaps of loss, work, Many of the people in some of my groups are single parents and so there's issues of the challenges of being a parent diagnosed with cancer and having to balance work and children and day-to-day life issues. I mean, life does not stop with a diagnosis of cancer, so they're still dealing with, with bills, with birthdays, with living life in spite of a diagnosis and how to do that, and of course the issues of death or recurrence or fears are, are prominent in the discussion, and the, the depth of the personal sharing allows people the opportunity to exchange that information with each other, and hopefully, by doing so, reduce their anxiety or stress, whether or not that's something that's occurring in their lives at the moment. and. Things, again, on that deeply personal level where a, a, a number of years ago somebody was very, very ill and something had been shared that was very personal about what was going on in that journey, and one of the group members said to another, lean forward to your monitor, I'm giving you a hug. And, wow. you know, those are the kinds of moments that you you get a sense of what's going on. Another recent discussion that took place was one on the issue of surviving versus thriving and what that meant for each person. Surviving, they felt, kept them embedded in the cancer experience, where thriving, even if they were still in treatment, gave them the option of looking forward, not just identifying themselves as a cancer patient.
2: Wow, that's really, really powerful, surviving versus thriving Ellen and Andrina, um, do you find that? Um, tell us about a little bit about the connections that you form with other members uh, in, in the group. You're able to connect with people through through the tele, through the uh, through the computer the
3: computer monitor. Ellen, why don't you go first? Um, we connect and we connect very deeply. Um, Michael made me cry a little bit there, um, thinking back to those moments. Um, we have lost members of our group, and we still miss them as much as they were a family member. Um, and having seen them go through what they've gone through and seen their example of, of grace and courage is something that, that moves us forward as survivors and, and makes us want to reach out and support other people, um, no matter where we are in our stage of, of the cancer journey. Several people in my group are in remission. I'm still in treatment. We have people who've who have joined who are recently diagnosed and are kind of the, in that deer in the headlights stage. And it's really important for us to be there for each other no matter where we are in in our journey, our own personal cancer journey, we know each other incredibly well. Um, like I said, I know people in our group probably better than I know people that I know in person. Um, there's no need to to um, do the the normal. Dance we do with each other when you're, you have a friend in 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 three in the three D world we get mm-hmm. to the we get to the grain and we get very there very quickly.
2: I can see how that would be really really powerful really powerful. Andriana tell us about your connections in the group. You've been in the group now for about a year and a half, right?
5: Yes, I've been a long time in the group and uh, the connection. I, I mean what Ellen said is absolutely accurate and I totally identify with it, but also, you know, we have gone through uh, a lot of losses and, 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 you know, and you see the person in in that side in which you don't want to get to because they remain leaving as a caregiver. Um, and, and you can just, and, and it puts, puts everything into perspective because, uh, Suffering from cancer is different from caregiving uh, a cancer patient. Uh, so you know w- when those things happen, I think it puts your life again into perspective, and it it puts you in the, right here, right now, yet again. Uh, and 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 the connection. The I mean, the first time someone passed, I mean, a, a relative of one of the caregivers passed. It took me a, a very long time to to really get over it mentally because we felt so you know it it was like four or five months in which nothing happened and we were all you know there for each other and 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 it was so tied and close together that when that happened it kind of you know brings you back to reality somehow and and that connection you don't find it with anyone else outside the group it's something that definitely, and, and it's so important. One of the things that happened to me when, 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 and, and when I started caregiving for my husband is that I, I, I remember I imagined him dying and all of that, and I felt so guilty and so bad. Then I went to the group and realized that a lot of caregivers, most of them, if not all of them, think of that. And it's normal because it's a way to protect yourself and anticipate the bad if it happens, you know, kind of like, like anticipate to the pain. And and it really 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 you know it gives you that information or or or, or that relationship with others that are really really going through what you're going through, mm. and and it makes things look normal when they might not seem to the the normal person the one that's not going through something like this.
2: So so Andrea what I what I hear you saying then is is that um one of the ways that that the online support groups have really helped you and helped you through through your experience with with your husband's cancer has been to 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 normalize some of the things that you're feeling and allow you a place to to speak is that to to speak to what it is that you're feeling with, without burdening your your husband with that is that is that fair?
5: Yes, yes, and, and and I think he's going to listen to this. <laughs> he doesn't know any of that. But anyhow, it's important for me to, to reach those caregivers out there because, yes, when you're caregiving, your feelings are totally different from anyone suffering from cancer. It's just normal, and they're unique, very unique, and, and you know, I I don't feel I have to burden anyone, and no one has to judge me for however I'm feeling or whatever thoughts come to my mind, because I found that the best thing i found in the group is that I can relate, people can relate to me, they help me understand that everything I'm feeling is normal, that everyone who is in my position probably feels the same way, and that uh, that it's just part of, of the whole ordeal. And and that normalizes so much, you know. That gave me so much emotional stability and, and tranquility. I mean, I just don't have a way to express how important that has been for me in particular. Hmm.
2: Hmm. Well, it sounds like it's that it's been a it's been a, a godsend for you to have found this group. Absolutely. Have you had a similar experience? How has it helped you? um, How does the group help you with your experience with cancer? Because you've been doing this an awfully long time. How long have you been in a group?
3: Um, I've probably been in a group since 2002 or 2003. Wow. So it's been a long time. Yeah. Um, But, you know... Even through all that time, I don't know too many people who have undergone cancer treatment, um, mm-hmm. but I'm not the first person to liken a cancer diagnosis to you're entering a whole new world, a new country, mm-hmm. and you can read all the guidebooks you want, but it's really helpful and, and supportive to have somebody there who's been there to show you around. And that's what the support group's done for me. It's my fellow travelers who make this experience bearable and livable. My support group for me, I, I liken it it's my doctors are my medical lifeline, my support group is my emotional lifeline.
2: Oh Ellen, what a wonderful metaphor. The whole idea that when you're when you're not quite sure what what to do, um, support wise, emotionally, that, that you can, can go and, and ask some other folks who, who are, have either been there, who are ahead of you on the journey, or have already had that particular experience, or who, um, who are at least close enough so that you can all put your heads together and they really understand it. That's really beautiful. Well, this is Frankly Speaking About Cancer, and we'll be right back with more after the break.
6: Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health &
1: Wellness. Effective cancer treatment requires more than just medication or surgery. For the country's 12 million cancer survivors and their loved ones, the social and emotional challenges of adapting to life with cancer are ongoing. How to handle co-workers' questions, how to get comfortable with new physical realities, how to reassure worried family members, or explain to friends your priorities have changed. The Cancer Support Community is ready to help by providing free counseling, education, and hope for survivors and their caregivers. Whether online or at over 100 locations around the world,
7: Cancer, it's a lonely word. Terms I don't understand, choices I never thought I'd have to make. But there is hope and help. Support from cancer survivors. Links to research and clinical trials. Help with finances and access to care. All behind you of Breakaway from Cancer, created by Amgen to empower cancer patients. The cancer support community is proud
6: to be a partner of Breakaway from Cancer. Your life, your health, your network. Voice America Health and Wellness.
1: You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community, an inspirational program offering the resources you need to live a better life with cancer. Now, here's your host, Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community.
2: Welcome back to Frankly Speaking About Cancer. Throughout this episode, we've been talking about online support groups. Ellen and Andreina, you've both been through some extraordinarily challenging experiences related to cancer. For our listeners out there who are going through similar struggles and considering support online, what advice would you give them? Ellen, God, you want to start?
3: Sure. Oh. Sure. <laughs> sure. I'm asked this often by people at work or people I know just in the community. Who are newly diagnosed or who have a loved one who's newly diagnosed. And I've actually come up with my own little three pronged approach. Not to be patented, but maybe, maybe we will get there. The (laughs) first, the first prong is to find the best medical team you can in your area. Um, And that includes, you know, how far you're comfortable in traveling to, to get that medical, that medical expertise. The second is to learn as much as you can about your diagnosis and become an active participant in your own treatment. And the third is to find yourself a support group because you're going to be experiencing things you barely want to admit to yourself, much less have them weigh on your friends and family. And a lot of people I've seen lately are turning to blogs, support sites, Twitter, but there's nothing like the immediate feedback and support you get from people who are they themselves going through the cancer
2: experience.-hmm That's really powerful.
3: Andrea, what's been what
2: what would what would you want to tell other caregivers who are out there?
5: Well, the first thing is that caregiving is something that you cannot actually uh describe un- unless you go through it, I think um, just. As being diagnosed with a terrible disease like cancer, I guess um, and and don 't think you can do it all and don 't wait until all your emotions kind of explode and and just seek support from the begin, from the beginning of the diagnosis. Uh, online groups have worked awesome for me in terms of the convenience in terms of the bonding and the, how powerful they have been to save my emotional life. But my, my first advice would be to, as, as soon as you become a caregiver of someone with cancer, seek support for yourself because what happens is that you give it all usually to the person who's sick, to the family, my kids, for example, that, you know, are little, and, and to support the family, to provide, to, to be there for my husband, and then you kind of forget about yourself as a caregiver, and, and that's the worst you can do. So watch out. Be very careful and, 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 you know, take care of yourself first so you are able to ca- take care of others. Uh,
2: thank you, Andreina. It's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing the parallel from both, from both you, Ellen, and, and you, Andreina, about how important it is to, um, to seek support and take care of yourself so that you can continue to be present for other people. Michael, are are Ellen and Andrina's experiences with online support groups and with the need for support and self-care similar to to most other people's in
4: in your experience? I think what they've expressed uh, really is profound in, in terms of our philosophy that the real experts, whether you are a caregiver or a person who's been diagnosed with cancer, are the participants in the group. And I think what they've expressed in terms of the support that they've each received from their online groups speaks to finding that support, that education, that hope, that tour guide in someone who may be further along than than they might be. I've often thought about a diagnosis of cancer. It's, It's like a mobile. And when you touch one part of a mobile, everything shifts, whether you're a caregiver or a cancer patient. And so the need for a caregiver for a cancer patient is, is both unique and similar in the sense of isolation in, in terms of the moment that somebody says, you have cancer, everything changes. And in that moment, as a caregiver, as a cancer patient, finding the support from others who are walking in your shoes is profoundly important. And so that they have each expressed that and found that within their groups is is exquisite to me and it's it, it is truly what our groups are about
2: it is truly what our groups are about michael tell us how how the, how how those online support groups are different from um, uh, Ellen mentioned blogging or the, the discussion boards or tweeting. Tell us how online support groups are different from the standard discussion boards that are available on the Internet.
4: Well, I, I find, and, and this really comes from the feedback that, that I hear from our participants in, in both groups, that the online support groups that, that we have are, first of all, real-time and so it's it's really, even though it's a virtual room, it's what's going on in the room in the moment. So if somebody's coming in with somebody being in the hospital or having had a recurrence or something going on with one's children, it's it's addressed right there in the moment and they have the opportunity to get the feedback right then and there. And that's very different from a blogging and not knowing who it is that's really responding to you. They have this extended family, this relationship that already exists, so they they can trust the response that they're getting and it, they can be thoughtful about it. The fact that it's also facilitated in that time, I think, helps to hold the focus, um, can bring back or ask questions that perhaps deepen the opportunity and the thoughtfulness behind a response that when somebody has a suggestion or a thought or expresses a feeling, we have the time to take it to a deeper level. And I think that that's very different in the online support groups versus a discussion board or a blog or tweeting. That it, it, it isn't that immediate reactive quality. Um, it is a much more thoughtful and, and caring process because they are connected already.
2: Michael, you bring up a really good point. I wonder, Ellen, Andreina, did you pick um, attending a group that is facilitated on purpose? Do you find that having a facilitator in the room is,
5: is helpful versus versus a, a, a peer-led support group? I think I, at the beginning, uh, the, the, the idea of a facilitator kind of made me hesitate a little bit. I was kind of scared, like someone's going to... You know, how are they going to do it online? Someone's going to try to tell me what to do. You know, or, or it's going to give way too much structure to the group. And I've been, you know, pleasantly surprised that couldn't found or have a better facilitator than the one we have. Um, the, the the facilitating experience to me, uh, you know, having having our, the facilitator we have, I think makes the group we have too not invasive you know very just trying to to get us together focus again on topics that are relevant for everyone making sure everyone participates and 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 always respecting your feelings and 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 allowing people to open up as much as possible so you know my first idea was like oh my god I wonder how this is going to work and 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 I've been absolutely pleasantly surprised and I will always be grateful to our facilitator and hi and, and because she has been just outstandingly outstandingly um, wonderful for the group to be what it is
2: so andrina it really sounds like then that, that what you found is what what michael was highlighting that sometimes having a facilitator in the room can really deepen the conversation and and, a, and help yeah. everyone to feel to um to experience that support that can occur in the room
5: uh, um, what's and what's work a your do you I think
2: sorry I'm sorry, Andrea. I was
5: going to say that the facilitator, the role, it's more of guiding and 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 keeping the group bonded and together, and making sure everyone, you know, has the opportunity to speak and say whatever they mm-hmm. need to say.
2: Very
3: important. Very important.
5: Ellen, has that been? Have you had a similar experience? Uh,
3: yes, and and mm-hmm. I also, you know, I I came to this group to help. Um, my emotional well-being, and peer-to-peer is, is wonderful, but to have a professional in the room who's trained to deal with the special issues that cancer brings with it um, is, is really helpful. I, I wouldn't go to a peer-to-peer network to treat my cancer physically, and I certainly would want a facilitator in the room who's, who's specialized um, in in supporting cancer um, patients um, to to help us along and and with any conversation you'll come to just a point where conversation dies out and having a facilitator in the room really does direct us to making sure everybody's participating and to sometimes address the the elephants in the room. Um, and and move us towards addressing issues that maybe we wouldn't, or maybe we're not even aware of, and and that's where a facilitator really does does add so much value to our conversations.
2: Oh, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. Being able to to not only respond to what's being 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 said in the room, but also to be able to respond to to what may be a little bit difficult to say, and to to bring that. Um, out for people to to talk about, and for it to no longer be that, as you said, Ellen, the the elephant in the in the room. Michael, um, if one of our listeners today is interested in participating in an online support group, how how can he or she get involved? What 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 would they need to do?
4: The easiest uh, and most effective way is to go to the wellness community, cancer support community website, which is www.cancersupportcommunity.org click on the button that says online support, and it offers an opportunity to both register online as well as um, some bulletin board type things, but the online support group application and registration is right there. It will be followed up on immediately, and we would welcome any participation.
2: Absolutely. Um, that's one of the other wonderful things about online support is that, is that it's, it's very easy to, um, to create new groups if we, if we have, um, have new participants.
4: And there are many, many group times and opportunities uh, so that people can choose those which fit best for their lifestyle and, and work situation, et cetera.
2: Oh, that's a very important point as well. I'd really like to thank all of you for being here today to educate and inform our listeners about the value and importance of online support. There's really nothing like hearing it from somebody that's that's actually participated in it to understand more about what this is. It's been an incredible discussion. I think you'll agree. Um, For for more information uh, about how to join our online community and to sign up to participate in online support groups um, or just to take a look at the website, uh, again, the website address is www.cancersupportcommunity.org. And uh, you can learn more about the cancer support community there on that website or by calling 888-793-9355. Until next time, be well do well, live well.
1: Thank you for joining us for Frankly Speaking About Cancer with your host, Kim Tibaldo. We're here for you every Tuesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. In the meantime, stay connected online at cancersupportcommunity.org. That's cancersupportcommunity.org.